G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our review and rank series about all the entries of Eurovision 2022. And Mike, we are talking about one of Australia's really good friends, both in Eurovision and lots of other ways. Royal family. We have a princess from Australia. I knew you were going to mention her. I just knew it. She gets a mention every time. <laughs> princess Mary, Tasmanian real estate agent. She became princess of Denmark. It's amazing. <laughs> um, but yes, we are talking about Denmark, aren't we? We are. And let's have a quick chat about the day. Now, I have to say, somewhat a bit of a patchy record lately for them, unfortunately, Dale. Since 2015, we've had a 50% qualification record with them, three entries making it through, three not making it past the semi-finals. Their last appearance in the grand final was in Tel Aviv when Leonora scraped through in 10th place in her semi-final and then went on for 12th place in the grand final. So it just goes to show, as long as you get to the big dance, anything can happen. Now, unfortunately, the brilliant Fira Flama didn't make the grand final last year, finishing in the unlucky 11th spot in their semi-final. Guess they're probably due a qualification now. See how we go this year. Yeah, I think they've been, um, I've loved their entry last year and some of the entries that are getting through aren't necessarily my favourite. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that going and getting a good result on the Saturday night shows if you get through, sometimes that broad appeal, I think Denmark often sends songs that are much more for that Saturday night crowd rather than the semi-final crowd. Yeah, definitely. Who have they got for us this year, Mike? Well, this year we have Ready and The Show. Really are quite a new group. They only came together a few months before the Danish national final. Uh, they were put together by a chap called Chief One. He's been in the Danish music scene for decades, mm-hmm. has been involved in three other Eurovision entries, including anti-social media in 2015 um, and also um, 2012. So he's been around the Eurovision um, traps and he really wanted to put together this kind of like uh, all-female pop rock band and also did it with the drummer in the band as well, Ihan as well. So they came together. There's two Danish people. There's two Swedish performers as well, all-female. And yeah, as we said, they're very new to it, but they've definitely got some Eurovision chops behind them from mm. Chief One from Denmark. Well, it definitely showed with them winning the Danish national selection there, Dale, Dansk Melody Grand Prix. They won that in early March. Now, after the full eight-song selection show, they were placed in second, but managed to get through to the Super Final. Now, after the Super Final, they scored 37% of the vote, beating home second place, who got 32%, and third place, who got 31%. Wouldn't say it's exactly a rousing victory, but hey, it doesn't matter. They got the bigger percentage. Obviously, a very split vote there. Yes, you normally in those super finals get a pretty strong winner, but that seemed like a pretty much a a three-way close run race. Either they were all wonderful or the Danes were like, "Mm, that one. (laughs) I think it might have been a bit like that. Who knows? They were all three very different songs. They were So um, That's true. Ultimately, perhaps the impact that the ladies had uh, was the uh, factor that got them over the line. Well, let's start talking about some of the pros about, you know, why the Danish people chose it and why it's a decent song for Eurovision. I'll start us off on this one. I like the fact that this starts off with a ballad opening and we don't go straight into something that's just rock 
pop. It gives it something for the audience to have some kind of level of surprise or something something different. If you just went out there and did this pop rock song for the whole way through, that could be quite dull. So we've got this kind of build up and then we go bang. And that's going to have some kind of impact on the audience. Yeah, I will, I'm going to just add to that as well. Um, I think it showcases the emotion of the song, the, the piano part of it as well. So I think it just gives it a bit more depth. And to be honest, I prefer the piano start of the song rather than I do the rock section. So that's just me. I know I'm probably in the minority there, but um, that, that's what I'll add to that. Uh, look, also, I think the, the song is actually just quite melodic. It's got it's very kind of simple, easy to remember, go along with it. The ballad and the rock part works really kind of well together. You're still working off the same song. It is something that will be easy for people to just enjoy. It's not super in-depth, but it's something that will be familiar to them. Yeah. Now, they definitely can perform the song as well. Now, we saw in their national selection show that they bring a decent level of energy to this song too as well. So that should capture some attention, particularly from the televote. Yeah, and we've talked in the in the past about some other entries about you know, fake playing instruments is an art form. And I actually think they do a really good job of it, mm-hmm. including the drummer who is involved in the um, formation of the band. Um, really, actually, I couldn't take my eyes off her. She was loving it. Um, and that's going to come through. And I think in the back half of this semifinal, there's a lot of slow songs. And the only kind of other up-tempo one around them is Austria. And we have some question marks about Austria. So if they fall down... Denmark do a really good job of this. They're going to pop amongst that group there in that um, first bit of the second half. I will agree with that, definitely. Now, also, I like the message of the song, and it is about daring to do what you do regardless. And people will tell you you can't do things. No, don't let it stop you. Okay, and also... It has both some appeal for tally vote and jury. Look, not huge on either, but I think it's one of those songs that will get a little bit on both. I, I think there will be something for the, the jury there a little bit. Remember the kind of pop rocks in a little bit at the moment. I mean, and they do a good job of it and there's nothing wrong with it. The tally vote will just kind of enjoy its simplicity and the thing about popping out. So it could be an 11th and 10th and sneaks through, a 10th and 10th. I don't think they're going to do necessarily high in either, but I think they could have kind of broad small appeal across both fair enough (laughs) fair enough shall we get on to the cons on this one oh can we (laughs) now i know most people really do enjoy the rock section of this song but it does take a really long time to get there and unfortunately you do risk the danger of people just basically switching off mentally before you hit what really is the kind of showpiece of the song yeah, and the payoff is just not there. Um, the only comparison I had, I had this well, it's a minute 20 until we get started. That's almost halfway through the song. Mm-hmm. So think about A Beauty Never Lies. I remember watching that for the first time going, oh my God, what is this? And then boom, it hit. And I was like, oh my God, up and dancing, loved it. Absolutely banger. This does not have that impact when you get it. It's like, that's the payoff. Okay, that's good. That's nice. But the payoff's not there. I've written here, you kind of get slapped across the face with a bit of wet lettuce, really, isn't it? That's the kind (laughs) of of impact that you get. But no, I'm glad you mentioned Boyana because the reason why that worked is because that tempo change and that change to the song stopped you in your tracks. You went, wow, this kicks in. You don't go, wow, Dale. Okay, this is what they're doing. Oh, this is it, is it? (laughs) You know, so that's kind of where I was at anyway. Yeah, look, and also I find this quite dated. Um, 
I've mentioned obviously pop rocks in at the moment, but that is in a very 2021, 22 way at the moment. This is a new take on what was being done and gets done every decade or so. Mm-hmm. This sounds like something from Eurovision 10 years ago of pop rock. And this is no surprise that it's done from the same people of 2012 because that's the era of Eurovision. Not mainstream music. Mm. 10 years old in Eurovision terms yeah. is like ancient um you know it's like they're missing the little ingredient to make it relevant they're missing the seasoning the lime and the g and t it's just plain soda water um with terrible gin yeah look when you said like it's a genre that's coming back well it kind of is for some of the kids you know the olivia rodrigo kind of effect you know good for you or whatever this ain't no no it's not even close and yeah (laughs) it's not anywhere near that contemporary i'm also going to say here we've seen live performances of this Now, vocally, I'm sorry, but it's average at best. I think it's pretty good. Look, I'm sorry, even during the piano section of the song where it really should shine, needs to be stronger. And visually, I find it is very messy with the attention being shared between the four members which really aren't that cohesive either. Now, you want that kind of, yeah, but trying to get that kind of, yeah, we're rock and we're out there. Still does need to be cohesive in a way, though. You've got to make it believable that you've been together and you've got this wonderful connection. They were only formed a couple of months ago and by some dude and the drummer. Um, so don't sell us fake, just dress all the same or do something mm. that's a little bit similar. Because I remember that 2012 Denmark, they all dressed differently, looked cool. It was awful. And please do something that gives some kind of visual impact and just doesn't make it messy. Anyway. Um, I'm going to level my last one. Okay. I'm going to totally disagree with your voting appeal. I think this has virtually no jury appeal whatsoever. I can't imagine anyone putting this in the top 10 of the songs of that semi-final. And to be honest, I see little televote appeal as well, I'm afraid. Yeah, I'm probably being generous there. Well, anyway, Dal, it isn't just us that uh, review and rank the songs. It is the team as well. And what have the team got to say about this one? Well, the Aussie Vision team did rank all the entries uh, other than Australia. So there's 39 in the running here. And they have placed our good friends Denmark in 36th. Okay, so not really uh, kicking out of the uh, last few there for the team. No, it hasn't really. Um, Sixth place to 39th. So we did have a sixth place. Oh, okay. Jeez. I know, right? <laughs> um, there was also an 11th, um, but nine of the um, votes were in the 30s, so pretty much uh, around half or just over half of the, the, the voters. This does not surprise me one little bit, unfortunately, Doug. Well, let's listen to some of the people who voted a high and try and get an understanding. Um, we're going to hear from Mark and we're going to hear from Cooper. I've made peace with the fact that this alt-rock gem has been well and truly overlooked by the fandom, but let me plead its case. Ready's the show brings back a wave of nostalgia because it is the sound of 90s teen cinema and the alt-rock soundtracks that accompanied them. I'm thinking Letters to Cleo doing the 10 Things I Hate About You soundtrack. You know, I Want You to Want Me, Cruel to Be Kind. I'm thinking the Muffs' version of Kids in America from Clueless. Even the Lemonheads doing Mrs. Robertson in The Other Sisters. Look, I worry that this group is so new to performing together that maybe they haven't quite found their rhythm, their groove, or know what their unique and authentic offering is. And it does perhaps take a moment too long to really break into that authentic 90s alt-rock sound. But look... 
I'll be watching, I'll be voting, and I'll be thinking back to my heyday. Denmark is truly delivering that 2000s Disney Channel pop rock sound to the contest this year, and honestly, I am not mad about it. When I first listened to this track, I didn't give it much thought, but what I found was that the show's earworm of a melody was stuck in my head for days after. And that is a really good thing for Eurovision, when it needs to stand out and be remembered in a pool of 39 other songs. The track has a dynamic progression while still having that familiarity aspect that listeners will grab onto. It's not reinventing the wheel by any means, but not all songs have to do that. Is it a potential winner? God no. But I see potential in this song to do a fairly decent result in Turin. Well, I think the theme that came up with both of them there was nostalgia. Mm. So we had some Disney stuff going on for Cooper in the 2000s, and we had some 90s kind of like movie stuff for, I think we're showing ages there for both Mark and Cooper there (laughs) on that side of thing. Um, Yeah, interesting. Yeah, look, I'll agree with Mark. It's a gem. It should be buried and not seen for another (laughs) thousand years. And yes, dated B-grade movie soundtrack. Perfect analogy. Look, 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 I will go. Look, there's something just to be careful of because it's because we don't feel the nostalgia of, of this. Course. Some sometimes we have a blind spot for this, so mm-hmm. I think this is important to note. I mean, the fact it's come 36 or something else, but also. I grew up in that era that Mark's talking about. I think it's an insult to some of those amazing <laughs> songs. The soundtrack to Clueless is amazing. And there's some other great stuff there. Mark, we're going to have words when I see you next. Um, but look, it's, I'm glad it takes him back to it. it. To me, it's too much of a Danish version of that and a watered down version of that couple of decades too late yeah all right fair enough i guess we should wrap and rank this one <laughs> we up should. sorry yes yeah, i'm always getting there i can imagine where it is. people know where this one's heading <laughs> well why don't you start mike all right um look i'm going to admit i do have an irrational dislike for the comeback of this pop rock genre so it's not starting off well for me uh add to that what i think is pretty much a very average kind of song with so far some pretty average performances and it's just not for me look they seem really nice and i wish them no ill will whatsoever but I just don't want to listen to this awful song this is not one I seek out in fact it's one I actively avoid unfortunately this is the worst entry in this year's competition for me it is 39th oh last place it gets your last place look sometimes I'm apologetic for placing something last not this time it's thoroughly deserved okay Okay, well look um, I'm going to say that this is well executed for what it is by them they sing it well. I think they sing it well. And I think they do a pretty decent job. And I can see why the Danes went for something like this. It's up their alley of what they go for. This is not up my alley whatsoever. Um, I didn't really enjoy this a decade ago. I didn't enjoy the versions that were um, not good enough the decades before that. Um, and if you're going to do pop rock, go into that kind of almost slightly punky sound you've got the i want the real deal i don't want this group that's been thrown together and it's just absolute disney-esque in a way maybe this might work better for europeans generally australians are rating it a lot worse than us so i am just aware of that that maybe we're kind of missing something they're they're fine with a bit of a danish kind of pop rock things but i'm with you i actively avoid this song if i can if it comes on i'll put up with it. it's absolutely fine um it could do something for pe- a lot of people and you know denmark often does they people do seem to like what they choose even though it may not be the greatest music out there for me, it's just not great, and I've ranked it 38. Oh, okay. So it's, you know, it's beaten somebody it's home. It's beaten somebody home. Not that's good stuff. Yeah. 
<laughs> but I'm sure, I'm looking forward to hearing that one. <laughs> but you know, I just think this. Yeah, this this obviously isn't working for us. It's not working for the majority of the team. But you know what? There are some people out there who do enjoy this. And mm. I'm just being very careful to have not a blind spot for this. I wanna, I'm want i waiting to see what mm. this is going to be like in rehearsals. I don't think it's dead in the water. I wish I had a deaf spot for it. <laughs> okay. Well, look... <laughs> Let us know what you think. Thanks so much for joining us. Not one of our favourite um, songs for us to review, but look, I hope you've enjoyed it nonetheless. Yes. Duck. Let's see you later. As always, thanks for joining us and thank you for your support. You can follow us on our social media channels at AussieVisionNet. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 Aussie Vision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.